0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. That's right, the Running Back Podcast, back in your bloody ears this fortnight. Episode number 57, that's 5 plus 7, equals 12, boys. Snag's got his mask on right tonight, settle down. Out of the gate pretty hard, not episode 12, though, that was a long, long time ago. Back in the land of uh, pre-COVID, I would say. But uh, boys, welcome, glad to have you all. Thanks for your, thanks for attending, for one, but more so, thanks for inviting us. Uh, Producer DL. Some big weeks on probably this week, so uh, talk to me, baby. What's going on down?
1: Snags, I'm good. Boys are coming off a pretty good weekend of fights, actually. Uh, and if you followed the tips of the producer, Snags, that's me, you would have done pretty well for yourself. Just a little... First time for everything. A little quiet insight, <laughs> despite the subtle digs that I got. Listening back to the podcast, I noticed that uh, Frank Not Dylan probably scooped me up probably about three or four times during that podcast, picking on my tips... He was riffing me on... Who was it? The uh, Parker Porter pick. Mate, that's where your producer got it done. So, uh straighten up, Frank. Boys, this week are running into a little bit of an Ultimate Fighter theme. We've got tips for the Ultimate Fighter finals, which are this weekend. We also dive into a bit of a tough goat bracket style tournament for this week at Neds. So, you're going to get a little insight of the first round of that. And then you'll have to dive into the article on Neds to get the rest. But before... We jump into the podcast. I got the man back in the studio, Stoney. Big week for you, mate.
2: Mate, doing real good. You boys were on fire. I was telling this to DL pre podcast that. I love listening back to potties where I'm not actually on them for the sheer reason I don't know when the lols are coming. So I listened to that, and that was outstanding. Uh, Frank Dillon, big shoes to fill, but uh, he took it on the challenge. He performed pretty well, DL. He did. A few little cheeky digs come in my way as well about (laughs) uh, potentially paying for tips. Didn't really love that. Um, But all is forgiven because if I'm not mistaken, he actually extended... An arm and said he'd offer to help train me against sugar snags. <laughs> he did so, it's not like I'm going to hold a grudge, but needless to say, anyone who knows anything about Brazilian jiu jitsu knows that I need no help whatsoever. DL, <laughs> that's <true>. so <laughs> That's true. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> He'll pass. Hey,
0: you can uh, keep extending that arm, snags will snap that bad boy up pretty quick <laughs> when we're on the mat, that's for sure. And then I'll break it into three. Uh, but anyway, talking about breaking things, stat man uh you've broken the leaderboard still in i won't break the news of what what place of force you're in but anyway how are we
3: mate I'm, I'm doing okay i'm doing okay looking at the um the leaderboard uh this morning i was shocked and appalled to see that um i had been marked down a point <laughs> point. and then i realized that literally everyone had been marked down at least <laughs> one point because dl had forgotten to add a specific fight on there I so i was like boys i'm in this I get an extra point and then <laughs> I looked around. Not only did you and DL uh, get an extra point, but Sony ended up picking up an extra two points, which, which, which meant that I just ended up back in last place again. So it's fine.
0: It's fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Guys, it's fine. It's fine. Well, boys,
1: before we get too far into the podcast, we need to thank our sponsors, Humble Fightwear. Boys, Humble Fightwear is an Australian jiu-jitsu brand that celebrates one of the most
0: important parts of martial arts becoming humble snags. Look, boys, that's right. About as humble as a small honey badger after it wins a fight against a deer. Uh, and I would say that is pretty humble in my honey badgers are pretty hectic. And if you wear this Do they go deer? deer? Deer, yeah Honey badger versus a deer I
3: cobras don't Do they go deer? Jeez, mate, that's crazy They go crazy. whatever they want
0: When they wear humble gear, mate They're Because so feeling Fucking ready to roll uh, Where can we get them, boys?
3: Or you head to their Instagram page, give them a follow, or head to www.humblefightwear.com.au and help them spread good vibes one purchase at a time.
1: And for being amazing runner back listeners, the team at Humble Fightwear are giving you 15% off your entire order. Snags? How do they get that done?
0: That's right. You send them a Morse code message via uh, old school Morse code <laughs> as you go and check out. Beep, 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 beep. Boop, boop. That's right. R I B one five at checkout. Send it in Moscow. Tell the boys sent you. Get after it.
1: Ah, uh, boys, perfect. Let's start this podcast can we, off. Can we a just take
3: just a quick break? I just want to jump onto <laughs> YouTube and check out <laughs> Honey Badger videos because
0: fucking taking down deer, yeah, the yeah, size differential is incredible. A, you, put on a, you put on a humble rashy, bro. You're going to take down fucking. I, uh,
3: can we can we get that as a design on? You're have Stony, to cut this down you'll I'm see Stony
0: out. rock up to the grappling match and it will look like he's put on forty kilos, but he's just. <laughs> got 48 humble rashes on makes him look huge
3: I just I just want like a, a badger with like a a gi on like <laughs> as an image like, now like, deer
0: antlers
1: in its mouth
3: fucking yeah
1: R.I.B. mascot we're building right here yeah there you absolutely.
0: go it. absolutely a, a, a honey badger one. in
1: a gi I love yeah. that
0: I reckon if we had a mascot it would be a llama a llama and a gi <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know that he didn't put it on himself. <laughs> the, the, the llama didn't put. It on himself. Maybe we should
0: do that on the game. <laughs> oh oh shit. Anyway, proceed. I'm so All right. sorry. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is there so one? He of the like footage of turns out a badger does beat a deer. Stat man, I'm as <laughs> amazed as you. But the deer fled, so uh, points <laughs> uh, to I'm the d- badger. I know
3: the honey badgers don't give a fuck.
2: But like I never, I never knew they were
3: deer. I know that
0: they oh fight cobras. Nature I've is never heard of what is it? Nature oh. is our uh, mental on the potty boy. There you go. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I thought I'd it.
1: accidentally hit some sort of button, and then <laughs> all was a stony looking up badger, <laughs> badger versus deer video. I had to get to the bottom of this. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Makes it Makes sense.
0: Makes sense. No snacks would spread some truth on this podcast. I don't I know,
1: that's, that's bizarre, but. <laughs> the world's longest humble ad read. Uh, boys, <laughs> <laughs> let's get some more laughs with Wood Snags
0: Lie. Oh, yeah, this feels good. I love this, man. It feels like Pink Panther music. Let's uh, get me going. So last week, boys, we had Panther the music. first episode of uh, Wood Snags Lie. <laughs> It is the Pink... Is this Pink Pants? Yes. it is we played it
2: last <laughs> week. Ah,
0: I forgot what it was. So it was last the big four band, <laughs>
2: Is It really <fucking laughs> <is? laughs> sounds like
0: it. <laughs> We're trying to not get you done for copyright again, mate.
1: When it started last week, Snags goes, ooh, the lie detector. <laughs> get
0: done going. <laughs> oh, boy, you know... <laughs> Just keep, keep going. I'm trying to get Dale from not getting put in jail. And look who he does. This, yeah, that's Thank right you, my face. How yeah, funny. Anyway, boys, last week was a bloody hit. We had uh, Wood Snag's Lie. We had... Who got a point last week? Frank not Dylan, and... Oh, no. Statman got
1: no, a Stat point.
0: No, Statman. So, boys, we're going into the world of, uh, again, Wood Snag's Lie. So, we've got two stories for you today, as per usual. That's what the segment is, isn't it? Uh, the first story, just think about a young Snag's, uh, roughly around... I think I was about 80 years old when this happened. I used to live in the Kenbury-Bankstown district Um, for those NRL followers. Kenbury Bulldogs uh, were the local team that I used to play in the comp. Like in Sydney, they have like comps that are kind of connected to NRL teams. Uh, one day we went to the Reesby Workers Club, which is in the in the district and they had a thing where you could go and you do like it's a function thing, went with a family and you'd put, you'd buy tickets to be able to throw the ball through one of those things with the holes and then if you, so there was three people that got picked and then whoever won it got a trip overseas to watch the World Cup that year and then there were some other prizes and you'd get to pass the ball with an annual back then ARL player. Uh, snags. Yeah, tender age of eight or nine. I forget what age it was, to be honest. But Snags got picked out, facing against two bloody grown men. And I got paired up with the great Terry Lamb. Champion. Champion. My mum would
3: lose her mind hearing this story. She's a big Lamb fan. And then, then, uh,
0: unfortunately for young Snags, even though I played hooker growing up, uh, threw a couple straight through the hole. Uh, Terry Lamb actually only got one or two through the hole and ended up coming second. So I got a season ticket to the Bulldogs and a signed jersey. Not the trip overseas with the father to the World Cup. But uh, nevertheless, we had some good times on the hill at Belmore. So uh, it was a pretty good win. Second one for Snags. Uh, You boys probably seen me do it a couple of times, but Snags doesn't mind a flutter on the pokies. Okay. And uh, one time Snags was out. Might have been around his Bucks party. Might not have been, but it was. And uh, he had $5 left to his name, cash in the bank. Decided to put it on none other than Where's the Gold. Uh, Five dollar hit straight into a feature. Snags takes home not not a huge feature, boys, but Snags takes home about seven hundred and fifty bucks uh, off a Finder. If you boys haven't played before, you know Finder's the dog. You only pick Finder when you play. Where's the gold? Uh, had the bucks party up and about, and then Snags shouted the bar for the rest of the night, and that seven fifty went pretty quick. That's the stories for Snags. Anyone got any questions? To get to the bottom of it.
3: Neither that impressive, are they, Dale? No, I was expecting a little bit more.
0: Mm. Ooh,
3: Who were the yeah. other players? Who were the other players that uh, other play, uh, other
0: people got? Uh, yeah, we here. had, what was his name? Paul outer. Yep. Craig Puller yeah Craig him And there was a winger that I can't remember his name. He was like a 2nd winger. No, I don't think he was playing when Terry Lamb was playing. No, no, he wouldn't have been. No, I forget the winger's name, but he was like a, you didn't want the winger on the team. Puller won it.
2: Can I just qualify that? I didn't mean to throw shade by saying they're not that impressive. What I meant was normally there's an obvious giveaway that one yeah. sounds too good to be true, whereas these sound very much in, in as wheelhouse. No, that's what I thought you meant, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, Same with
0: last week was very similar, both in my world. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done well here. World Cup. Let me, let
1: me just talk about this World Cup.
0: Where was the World Cup that year? It was in England that year. So you England. got an international. You would have went to England. All flights paid for in hotels, two people. So I would have taken, obviously, my dad would have taken yep. me, not me take him. Yep. And uh, yeah, you would have went for, I think it was like a week and a half or something like that, however long the cup ran for. Sorry, how old were you then? Uh, I was about eight or nine. Okay. I was still a young tacker.
3: Yep. What was, the, what was the selection process? How did you get selected? Because
0: uh, like, it, like that's raffle. a
3: pretty big prize. Like, raffle. Raffle. Okay, right.
0: You, you a buy a raffle. ticket and then you chuck it in. All right. It's a pretty huge prize.
3: When were you born, Snacks? 88. What was the street that you grew up on? What's your uh, mother's right. maiden name? <laughs> First pet name you got... <laughs> I was <laughs>
0: I can do the street well, one because I know I haven't picked that as a security question in any way, but it was Hinamoa Street in Panania. Mm. Great little spot. Not far from the primary school.
1: All right, let's go to the the, the bar story. Mm. Was that t- you, where's you the it?
3: gold, your
0: typical? Oh, man. Yeah, was it your local? Stop it. Uh, was it at local or was it yep. in Port Macquarie? We've done a bar. My bucks party was a bus trip, and we did a pub crawl through the whole day. We did skirmish in the morning, mm-hmm. pub crawl in the afternoon. Thoughts, boys?
3: And so you, you, you shouted, you shouted everyone on your own bucks party.
0: Well, after I won, yeah. Oh, I you believe that. Know, you boys know I'm like. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's actually
3: that's actually completely <laughs> believable. Snags past eleven is the most generous human being in the world.
0: <laughs> Mate, snags when he wakes up.
2: <laughs> a couple of stories there, man.
0: Yeah, we'll leave those for another day. <laughs>
2: Look, DL, I'm thinking uh, the pokey story just because, and it may be that Snags's memory is a little hazy, mm-hmm. but the years he's given me are a little bit off. They don't quite match up with yep. when England hosted the, the World Cup. So on that basis, and it could be human error on Snags's behalf, yep. wouldn't put it past him, but I'm going the pokey story. Seems a lot more palatable. Cool. So you're pokie saying story.
1: the pokey story is true? Yes. All right, cool.
2: As true as a story from Snags could be, DL. I'm, I'm in
3: two completely different minds because... My thinking is the the football one is filled with detail. Yeah, like it was. absolutely chock full of detail. Yeah. Now we did run into this last week where I thought that Snags <laughs> was maybe maybe trying to pull a, a tricky one on us by showering one with detail, unnecessary detail, and that ended up being this false one. But mm. I have to wonder. It does definitely feel like a story that is like enshrined in a young snags's head
0: yeah young snags. And he
3: could have got he, he could have got like some details wrong but I'm thinking like the amount of detail I can see this as like a as like a foundational memory for snags so I'm going to say that the Canterbury Banksdown story is
0: true yeah, got one for one here deal you're gonna wrap it up yeah I, mate, I I
1: liked the way he there was no hesitation and I think last week when we thought that there was a there was a fraction of hesitation uh, he was confident. I liked the little memory around trying to win a trip for his old man. I thought that was, that was pretty. That was touching. So I reckon he's tried to pull on the heartstrings of the boys here. <laughs> and I'm gonna do a backflip and I'm gonna go with Stonies. And we're going to go with the pokies.
0: Uh, that's how Statman picks his picks, boys. Unfortunately, yep. Statman gets the win again this ah! week. It was the story. I'm a Snags lie detector now. Uh, <laughs> he oh, got dude. me when he started going. Last week, he tried to throw me by doing detail on one. I thought this week I'd get him by going real brushed on the other one. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, nah, I know you. A I've got, I've
3: got laser focused in there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Kudos yeah, was to the you, Story. Son,
0: yeah. Young Snags trying to win a trip overseas. And um, they even moved me forward a bit. But uh, yeah, I'm still a bit challenged. To kind of get the get the win with uh, such a poor passer in Terry Lamb.
2: (laughs) Can I can
3: I just ask, like, if I was an adult there, right, and I'd be, if I was like one of the other two competitors, right, and the the prize was a trip to England I would 100% be calling foul on moving the child closer <laughs> I, mean, no I, would, I would be 1000% <laughs> be like nah fuck that mate he won the <laughs> raffle get his dad in here if he's
2: gonna move it closer this bullshit uh,
0: no, no, no one would, called anyone well, not that stick. I can remember anyway. maybe Terry Lamb threw it mate who knows
2: <laughs> how many competitions have you been kicked out of man, just by your sheer competitiveness, um, I, I, man, I've, I've only trivia friendly nights. Game nights, man. On that same note, do you think you would have benefited yeah. if they had lifted you up yeah. closer to the basketball <laughs> ring? I would have, but I would have expected some complaints from the other team. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, well done, Statman. At least you can pick winners at something, uh, yeah. DL. So well. so this well. is your time, <laughs> Statman. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's the perfect segue <laughs> from Stony. This
1: is why we like him back on the potty. Uh, we're going to jump into results and leaderboard update. Uh, what a card, lads. Gives me great pleasure to run through our episode 57 leaderboard. But Statman, yeah. let's just catch up on them results first, please.
3: So we picked uh, four fights uh, for the uh, for the bout. Um, so Alejandro Pentosia defeated Brandon Royvall by submission in the second round. Uh, Parker Porter defeated Chase Sherman by decision. Mark Madsen defeated Clay Guida by split decision. And Jared Kananier defeated Kelvin Gastelum by decision.
1: Boys, and that leaves our leaderboard as Statman finished with three on the night and fourth position. Snags also finished with a three and finishes in third position on six.
0: Didn't I get four? I got three. Come on. I got three.
1: Proceed. (laughs) Stoney went from two to four in half an hour today, which is really cool. And he finishes in second spot at number two. What does that leave, boys?
0: Oh, look for
1: the first time, not the very first time, but the first time I can actually play my walkout song. <laughs> I
2: was going to say, does he, does
1: he <laughs> even have a walkout song? I've got one. Dude. I've got one. Just get a moment, boys, because what it's, is it? it's it's heavy, it's spiritual. Come, boys, let's go. Ah oh, boys. <laughs> a little bit longer just or sort of me. A bit of self-indulgence there. Now true or false, you've actually choreographed a walkout to I, that song. I have actually a walkout to that song. Yep. I think I've actually done it over a few beers. One you have, yeah, yeah was, you absolutely have. I've done it for Stony. One day, boys, one day. Uh, only thing I'll say guys, and look, I'm very aware that this could be short-term win. Understand <laughs> the way I do my picks is really hard to sustain a win because I, I'm a very, <laughs> I, I tip from the heart, boys. So it makes it yep. a little bit challenging. So allow me. To be humble and say, "Let's fucking go." Get around the producer, new era, boys. I'm near the producer. Let's go. When
2: Let's was the last time you led? Was that when in the uh, Snag Era? No, very,
1: very early. Yeah, very early. Very good. Early days. Anyway, boys, thanks for having me. And yeah, well
3: done. <laughs> I, I I like the I like the um, the speech as well because typically whenever I take my brief lead at some point towards the tail end of each season, I'm in a big yeah, fuck years, this is my rightful <laughs> place And then yeah, the next week I'm back in third again So it's fair So yeah, you've taken the right the right approach
0: Yeah, it was fun
1: oh, we'll, see, we'll see if it goes we've got, some, we've got some good picks coming
0: up So you never know, yeah, I might be it. able to continue this I like boys. how you prefaced your uh, potential loss coming up humble, heart, okay? I'm just trying to be humble,
1: mate I'm just trying to be humble Stab went on about In anything uh,
0: happens, <laughs> i pick from the heart
1: Stanley just talked about being humble, so we'll do it. Oh, mate, loved it. Loved it. Thank you. Anyway, boys, uh, I think it's a perfect time to run into this week on Neds. NEDS is the official betting partner of the UFC in Australia. You can catch our weekly blog at neds.com.au or via our website, runabackpodcast.store. And R.I.B. and NEDS just want to remind you, is gambling a problem for you? Call Gambling Help on 1800 858 858 or visit www.gamblinghelponline.org.au and always remember to gamble responsibly. Bit of a tough theme this week. We thought we'd do something a little bit different. Statman, we're looking at the Tough Goat.
3: Yeah, so what I've done is I've gone through every winner of the Ultimate Fighter uh, and obviously we're going to crown two more um, after this weekend's card. So I wanted to have a look at the fighters who have made the most impact so far. Um, And we've got 16 of them. So in typical Tough fashion, what I thought we'd do is pit them against each other in a tournament of 16, um eight matches we will discuss on the podcast uh and then the semifinals uh, sorry the quarterfinals semi-finals, and grand finals uh discuss in the blog post um so pretty excited for these because there's some killer matchups coming up what i've done as far as seeding has gone to the best of my ability has gone uh, the earliest toughs against the newest toughs so uh the further the further ago they were the 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 higher their seed was essentially. So without much further ado, you boys ready to discuss some matchups? Let's go.
0: Let's bloody roll.
3: Perfect. So in the first matchup of our top 16, we have the winner of The Ultimate Fighter 1, Diego Sanchez, going up against the winner of Tough Latin America, Yair Rodriguez. Uh, And boys, I'm going to start it off with my pick being possibly a somewhat controversial one. And going with Yair Rodriguez. Um, I think that potential upside for Yair Rodriguez, depending on the next year or two of his career, could see him overtaking the career accomplishments of Diego Sanchez. Diego Sanchez, multiple fight of the year candidates. And a lightweight title challenger against BJ Penn. But for the most part, hasn't looked particularly threatening for the mo. Like for, I'd say about 50% of his UFC run. Whereas Uriah Rodriguez has multiple knockout of the year candidates. His fighting style is incredible. Um, and I do see that if he can get some consistency as far as fights going in the next two years, title challenger, potential champion uh, in his future. DL, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, my thoughts on this is uh, the problem with some of my MMA knowledge is quite recent. I could look back at this detail and I could probably find something different, but then I look at Diego Sanchez as uh, something that's that currently I'm looking at and it's an absolute fucking mess. So <laughs> I'm You're gonna, not wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. Not wrong. <laughs> it's an absolute mess. And look, th- for me, probably coming to this sport a little bit later than others, to me that's recency bias uh, and I think I'm going to push through. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think what what started out as controversial takes, that going to be the the consensus pick. So Diego Sanchez, obviously he burst onto the scene, he had some good wins, I, I recall. He, he His highlights come on, on the tough finale. So he beat uh, Kenny Florian, tough one, and then in the tough finale, tough two, he beat Nick Diaz. And I would go on record as saying they would be up there alongside the only other one I can really recall is Clay Guida. They're probably his three best wins. Maybe I'm missing one or two there. For all that Diego Sanchez is, and he's a, a fantastic personality there's a lot of aura about this um, mystique he's actually i don't think that good step man uh whereas rodriguez as you say i think he, he's got an abundance of talent and if i'm looking at who, who's going to reach a higher ceiling in their career then it's rodriguez all the way for for stoning
0: not oh, dizzy well snag's going to go the opposite of the boys oh. I'm go on sanchez just purely on star power and uh who the fans want to see and they'd want to see him progress around to too, baby it's three to one.
2: Just really quickly, boys. We're not doing a, a tool of the week this week, but it, it's a good segue into it. At Kelly hashtag one uh, hundred percent full on Amanda would beat Yeah ja Rodriguez. Yeah,
3: yeah. I've, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen that. Um, <laughs> I've seen that. Kayla Harrison as well about her beating uh, welterweights. I'm just like one hundred percent Amanda.
2: Think. Rob Font, Marlon Morales, Frankie Edgar, Pedro Munez, Dom Cruz, Marlon Vera, Rodriguez, and Dan Ego. Amanda Nunes would not stand a chance against any single one of them <laughs> as great as she is. And DL, if you disagree, get out and I'll, I'll just <laughs> I'm not dis- produce the rest of this party.
3: <laughs> I'm not disagreeing.
2: That's so funny. Three to one,
1: Statman.
3: Progressing. Perfect. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, goes through to the next round. Uh, so the next one, we've got the Ultimate Fighter Season 8 winner, Ryan Bader against the Ultimate Fighter Season 10 winner, Roy Nelson. And this one's an interesting one because neither of them have quite achieved the heights of other people in this uh, in this tournament bracket i i think that the height the closest that ryan Bader has come to gold was ufc 126 where he faced off against john bones jones just before bones fought shogun hua for the title um, in saying that ryan Bader, incredible career um despite losing two T's off the back of a six or seven fight losing streak, still comes through with the power, the wrestling, the, the overhand right. He is responsible for one of the most brutal takedowns of the UFC in Australian media that I've ever read after his decimation of of Anthony the Hippo Parosh because the, <laughs> the the basically the, um, the article was like, how is this humane? How can you allow one man to beat another man so badly? And I was like, yeah, he really kicked his ass. Um, for those reasons and the fact that I just genuinely like the power and wrestling ability that Ryan Bader brings, I'm going with Ryan Bader in this one.
1: Deal. Yeah, I'm actually moving Ryan Beta to round two as well. I think both fighters moved into Bellator after after letting go of the UFC contract. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ryan Beta, Bellator champion.
3: Yep. He's had a he's had a he's had a very very successful post post UFC career. He would have had a successful UFC career had he stayed with the UFC. Yeah. It's just that he thought that the the bigger paychecks and potentially the easier fights were in Bellator. So.
1: And that looks like it paid off for him. So uh, I think I might move Ryan Bader into round two for me.
2: No, I'm with you, DL. Even in his UFC career, he had a few, uh, I guess, good highlights. He he took out Rampage Jackson, Richard Evans. Then, as we said, went over to to Bellator, albeit past his prime, got the TK over over Fedor, which not many people can attest to, so I think that holds him in in great standing. And then his most recent one, dusting off Lyoto Machida. So, uh, as good as Roy Nelson was and as entertaining as he was as a character and as a persona, it's Ryan Bader all the way for me too. Tids, was there a DC... Were were Ryan Bader and DC
1: going to line up? Was that ever a a fight that was going to happen? I thought I read something when I was doing some research
2: today. Potentially could have, Stepman. I I can't Uh, recall. I know know that Bader would have
3: offered Ryan Bader, like, kind of challenged Daniel Cormier, but I don't think it ever came to to him. A yep. fight or a fruition, so. A what? Fruitition. <laughs> fruitition. You're, you're right, you're
0: right. Jesus, get God, out from it from that fruitition. That, I'm going to take Roy Nelson because he probably doesn't like the fruit, but snacks loves him. That's it, boys. Another three to one. I'm going to take everyone you boys don't take, just for fun.
3: There you go. So a little bit of a fact check there. Uh, Ryan Bader was meant to fight DC. John Jones pulled out hey. of the Anthony Rumble Johnson fight. DC was pulled from the Ryan Beta fight uh, to fight Anthony Rumble Johnson. Three to one, Ryan Bader goes through. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Next up, we have the Ultimate Fighter Season 5 winner Nate Diaz going up against the Ultimate Fighter Live or Tough 15 winner Michael Chiesa. And this is an interesting one because Michael Chiesa has had a career resurgence of late. Obviously, uh, most recent fight notwithstanding. But welterweight seems to be a very, very natural home for Chiesa in saying that I do not think that you can go past Nate Diaz here. Nate Diaz's career highlights are incredible. His style of fights, his submission game, the entertainment factor of Nate Diaz. He challenged for the lightweight belt against uh, Benson Henderson. Um, And he's put on, obviously, two incredible fights with Conor McGregor potentially a third one in the near future and and he's on he's a money fight he's Mm. he has genuinely turned himself by knowing his worth and being willing to sit out and wait for fights he has proven his worth time and time again um and Nate Diaz gets the vote for me here
1: it's weird when you start talking about a fighter and you ignore their record altogether it's nate diaz we're talking a 20 and 13 fighter which is amazing 20 and 13 is amazing but when you start talking about the stature of nate diaz and you talk about that man's got 13 losses on his record and he's the money fight he's the absolute money fight so it's an easy one for me nate diaz straight through to round two
2: absolutely this is going to be the first clean sweep because because snags ain't going the other way but uh Michael Chiesa, I don't get why people like him. I, I just never have. Uh, I still think he, the most memorable moment was when he called out Kevin Lee and said, "Don't talk about my mum. And then Kevin Lee like sparked him on the stage, and then ended up sparking him a few few weeks later in the fight. And he's just never bounced back in my respect, in, in my book. So uh, everyone can like Michael Chiesa, but it's uh, Nate Diaz all day, every day in this one.
0: Boys, I am a Nate Diaz fan, but I'm going to go Nate Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. Stoney called it.
3: Yeah, that's a Already that's a that's an easy clean sweep for the boys there. Um, something interesting you said there, DL, about like the record, the record being respected and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I think you find that that's a much more common thing in Japan and and Japanese promotions right. as well, where Nick Diaz kind of cut his teeth, where the record matters less than the performance you put on or the, the the showmanship. Whereas American and European mixed martial arts and boxing are obsessed with that zero. They're obsessed with that undefeated record or they're obsessed with that winning streak. Whereas to the Japanese crowd of the Japanese fans, they don't give a shit as long as you're an entertaining <laughs> fighter with a bit of a story or you are 470 pounds sumo wrestler and you're fighting yeah. uh, some random dude off the street. They just want it. They just want to be entertained in the most pure, pure form, whereas Nate Diaz is kind of like a, a callback to those fighters where mm-hmm. no one gives a shit that he's lost 13 times. They will tune in to watch Nate Diaz fight because he's Nate Diaz, um, and it's an awesome thing.
2: It's great. See, uh, this is why people love runner back, because you've got the history side from from Statman, world culture, yep. and then you've got when animals collide <laughs> with snakes. <laughs> hey,
0: I'm telling you what, we're giving the people what they bloody want.
3: So this is this. If I wasn't on this podcast, this is my dream. This is my dream podcast. Because I want to fucking hear more about these hunter badges, man. They sound nasty. I
0: like. I remember it. when we're recruiting Statman to the podcast. It was like he's he's like he's been waiting all his life for this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I remember the first couple of podcasts. It was, yeah. It was like a lot of printed notes and shit like that. It was good. Um, when animals attack. In the dark underneath the street. Lamp. That was pretty fun. It was good. Sorry, Moving Sam. on to the fourth bout. We have Michael Bisping, Ultimate Fighter Season 3 Victor against Carla Esparza, Ultimate Fighter 20 Victor. Uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, but... Uh, Huge respect to Carla Esparza, obviously first female strawweight champion in the UFC, um, likely challenge uh, title contender against Rose Namunas, the woman that she beat in the ultimate fight finale to win that title. Um, so we could obviously see Carla Esparza holding the, the title once more in the future. But Michael Bisping, for his longevity, his career, I think that he will be for a for a long period of time for his impact not only in the ufc winning the middleweight title in one of the most amazing uh long-term dream come true moments but also in the way that he has affected the 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 growth of mma in the uk and europe in general i think uh i think carlos buzz is a phenomenal fighter but as far as her reach in this sport goes, I don't think that it will come quite close to where Michael Bisping will end up.
1: Now, who I'm progressing into the round two is a little bit of a snags reason.
0: Oh, here we go.
1: I'm going to push through Carla Esparza into the round two for this reason alone. When I put up some research today on these two fighters, one said MMA fighter. The other one said sports presenter personality, which was Michael <laughs> Bisping. <laughs> Ouch. So so, I'm taking the MMA fighter since this is a a round (laughs) robin of uh, Mm, MMA fighters. So Carla Esparza pushing into round two. Thank you, Stoney. I like it. Oh dear God.
2: Carl, Carl's <laughs> going to progress. Snags likes it. This is horrendous. What do we do in a tiebreak? Do we just take you or me, man?
3: I'll, I'll, I'll go to my Dungeons & Dragons bag, pull out a <laughs> oh D20, God, we'll roll man. it, we'll go find it. What
0: the <laughs> fuck is a D20? I
2: like it. That was it's a 20 sided dice, it's a
3: dodecahedron. It's,
0: Wait, that's oh. how I usually do my picks each for it. Duodecahedron. so <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs>
2: No, we've got someone who put uh, British MMA on the map and we've got someone who I'm actually not even sure where they're from. So <laughs> that, that answers the question. America, <laughs> I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> I'm from America.
2: So uh, Mike, Mike being for Stony. Snags.
0: Snags. I'm going to buddy with DL Sparza hey. for snags. Get after it. Roll that dice, stuff, man. Get your bag Get your bag of tricks, son. Are you going for the
2: bag of tricks? Yeah, you got to do it. Give us a look at this thing. Step man. And you know? then? Just uh, putting in a bit of an FYI, if Carla Esparza gets through ahead of Michael Bisbing, I'm not uh, <laughs> continuing with his segment. So control that roll, please, buddy.
3: All right, what I'll do is I'll do a D4, which is a four-sided dice. Oh, no, that's
0: yeah, a boy. That's, Very pretty. that's boring. I wanted the uh, One sides.
3: and two, Michael Bisbing will get through. Three and four, Carla Esparza will get through.
0: I thought you were going to say three or four, knock on the door. That would be better. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're
3: gonna, so one and two is Michael Bisping. Three and four.
0: Knock on the door. It's kind
3: of <laughs> Oh, fuck. I it fell off the table. I normally have a, a a dice tray that I can roll in that keeps the dice. I'm going to keep just rolling. Just right. roll. Moving on. It's Carla <laughs> <a star?
2: Yeah. laughs> yeah, sure. We
3: should
0: have rolled, rolled the dice on everything. I don't know. I've got D6s here. I've
3: got D8s. I've got D10s. I've got D12s. I've got d 20
0: that's how I usually do my picks,
3: and I can I can see that Stony has immediately checked out. So we'll move on quickly <laughs> to moving on to the fifth bout. We have Rashad Evans, Ultimate Fighter season two victor, against the Ultimate Fighter ATT versus Black Zilians winner Kamura Usman. I don't think it can be overstated how how solid the impact of Rashad Evans made when he was on the season of the on fighter two as a heavyweight, he was kind of derided for his boring, lazy style on that season of the show. He won the title. Dana white hated the man. Uh, and then he moved down to light heavyweight and started knocking people out. It started moving I think it's was it Sean Salmon. He stiffened with a head kick and dropped to the ground. Absolutely amazing knockout. And he started making a run for a title, which he won undefeated from the Ultimate Fighter season one champion Forrest Griffin. And it wasn't until obviously he ran into Leona Machida that he that he was finally stopped. On the other hand, you got Kimura Mon, who is making a claim for a pound for pound number one title. He he'd be in everyone's top. Four, I'd have to say at the very very least if not the top three top two or number one spot as far as legacy and as far as career goes I'm honestly going to say that I feel that Kamura Usman will have a longer term legacy in this sport than Rashad Evans I think that Usman will probably at this rate break GSP's record with the the championship and he might even go for Anderson Silva's record honestly so Kamura Usman for me
1: yeah, well, Usman hasn't lost since 2013. That is a long reign of being dominant. 2013, boys, that was a long time ago. Again, recency bias for me. Karen Usman's been one of the best that I've seen in my time following MMA.
2: A little bit of a Kanye West moment here, and um, Mara Uzman, I think you're really good, but Michael Bisbing should be going to the next round. <laughs> Stepman, what is Bisping. this? Uh, agree with everything you said, Rashard Evans. Uh, I don't have recency bias; I have historical bias. Uh, loved everything about Rashard Evans from the get go, and I'm sending him through to round number two. Uh,
0: Snags is going to take. Is it sugar? Sugar, Rashard Evans. Sugar Rashad Evans. You Absolutely. Because can't go past
2: the Sugar Sean as well, boy, so I'm
0: going to go Sugar Rashad just for the nickname only.
3: Back to the dice, the dice guys. I'm going up, to upgrade to a D6 now, a six-sided dice as you normally would. Mm. Um, one, two, and three will be Rashad Evans. Four, five, and six will be Kimura Usman. We should have had Frank on speed dial that we could uh, <laughs> Call <a> to <laughs> tiebreaker.
0: Four, five, and six pick up sticks anyway.
3: That is Usman going through.
0: Oh, boring. Yep. Smart.
3: So Kamura Usman is this going. Is
0: Statman's two body fantasies coming together at once. <laughs> yeah, mate. Honestly, dungeon Dragons dice.
3: I was on a, I was on the Reddit um, the Reddit MMA board and it was uh, someone posed the question: "What what community do you feel like you're a part of uh, that probably no one else who watches MMA is?" I'm like, well, I can't imagine that. There's too many. No, nah, there'd be a couple. And, and there was actually a few. A few people got back to me and and replied, and it was it was a good good fun time. <laughs> Moving on to bout number six, we've got the Ultimate Fighter season four winner Matt Serra going up against the Ultimate Fighter season seventeen winner Kelvin Gaslam. One of the one of the earliest memories I have of MMA is the unstoppable power of George Saint-Pierre. And I got into MMA pretty shortly after he won his title for the first time. And seeing this unstoppable force run into this tiny little kid from New York and finish him in the first round made me really really interested in who Matt Serra was as a competitor as a fighter um, as a member of the ultimate fighter cast he's such a watchable person as well so when he was on that season he was calling out people for dissing the Gracie name and it was absolutely phenomenal Kelvin Gaslam I think I don't know if we've ever seen we if we've seen his peak my my thought is that probably the interim title fight against Israel Adesanya might be Kelvin Gaslam's career peak. Um, And not to say that he will never win again or anything like that. I just don't think that he'll compete for a title again. Whereas Matt Serra, on the other hand, did compete for a title, won the title, knocked out George St-Pierre. And despite how the rematch went, despite how the later half of his career went, you can't discredit that. You can't take away the fact that he was a UFC welterweight champion after finishing... The, mo- the most dominant welterweight on the planet um i'm voting matt sarah through this round
1: yeah i'm also going to take matt sarah calvin gaslam absolutely we love i think we talked about him quite strongly in the last book because we picked <laughs> we had talked about some good picks around calvin gaslam and his chin and his durability and everything like that
2: but matt sierra is 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 fantastic
1: he's funny too matt sarah yeah. round two <laughs>
2: He is a funny man. Uh, <laughs> if Michael Bisping should be going through, then so should be anyone who's ever knocked him out. So on that basis, uh, Calvin Gastelum on to round two, buddy.
0: And Snags, where, where are you? Where do you? Ah, uh, boys, I can't go past him. A spinning back fist of doom, Matt Seraph Snags.
3: You're saying spinning back fist of doom because he keeps getting knocked out by Shoni Carter's spinning back fist.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs>
3: you just really love it.
0: you love Shoni
3: Carter, and that's why you like that. Yeah, exactly. That's the
0: other reason I'm picking him.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's a completely justifiable reason. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Moving on to bout number seven, we have the Ultimate Fighter 13 winner, Tony Ferguson, going up against the Ultimate Fighter season 14 victor, John Dodson. Um, and I actually happen to like John Dodson quite a lot. He fought for the flyweight title multiple times. Uh, did he, he knocked out TJ Dillashaw to take the title as well of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, but if you look at the win streak that Tony Ferguson put together... Uh, leading up to his inner room title fight loss to Jason Gaethje, it's a who's who, and I don't think that Tony Ferguson is necessarily. Um, I think I think that fight may have changed his future prospects. Um, but the fighter of Tony Ferguson in his prime was just such an insane combination of footwork, ground skills, and violence. Um, Dodson has power. Dodson has ridiculous speed. Probably one of the fastest fighters we've ever seen. Uh, in the UFC, but Tony Ferguson, for me, his legacy, I think, will outlive uh, John Dodson's.
1: T-Ferg for me,
2: round two. 100%. Really dislike John Dodson. He always seems like he's a little bit too happy and I've never really taken him seriously. <laughs> uh, but when it comes down to it, Dodson has 21 wins, Tony Ferguson has 25, and Michael Bisbing has 30, stat man. <laughs> Just thought I'd add that in there. So Tony Ferguson to, to surpass John Dodson onto uh, round two. Sorry.
0: I'm going to take Tony Ferguson, boys. That's an easy one for Snags.
2: Nice, clean sweep.
3: You will be happy to know, Stoney, that Carla Espaza has gone through to the next round up against Nate Diaz. So we'll see how that one plays out. <laughs> um, my money's Kyle on Carla, actually. I, yeah, I think her skills That's kind terrible. of stack up. Depends <laughs> how many sides uh, you <laughs> Moving on to the last bout that we're going to be showing on this podcast. We've got Forrest Griffin, winner of the Ultimate Fighter 1 going up against the winner of the Ultimate Fighter Smashes series, Robert Whittaker. Uh, now, this is a difficult one, because obviously, Forrest Griffin, if we're talking about legacy, almost the entire history of the UFC is built off this man's back. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter 1 was such a cornerstone, and his performance with Stefan Bonner in the Ultimate Fighter 1 finale is the cause for a lot of the extreme popularity that the UFC now bears. Adding to that... Um, UFC light heavyweight champion um, adding to that hall of famer And you have the makings of it But I, can't, I know I get a lot of shit on this For picking against the Aussie boys But I can't do it in this round I like Robert Whittaker Way too damn much He's a UFC former UFC middleweight champion I genuinely believe that he will At one point in the future Hold that title again I don't know if to the masses He will be as popular as huge as, as uh, forrest griffin is just all out there but robert Whitaker has the makings to have a more successful ufc career Obviously than forrest griffin does so i i'm going to say that by the end of their careers robert whittaker's career will stack up nicely up against forrest griffin's so that's why i'm pushing through robert whittaker in this round
1: Really simple boys and was never going to go against the Aussie. So I'm going to push Robert Whittaker through against the Forrest Griffin OG.
2: 100%. Rob Whittaker all day, every day. I agree with you, man. I think he does hold that belt again. And no matter how many times he gets punched in the ears, he'll never look as funny as Forrest Griffin. So Rob <laughs> Whittaker for me. Uh,
0: Snags can't go against the Reaper. Robert Whittaker for Snags. Yes, get it, boys. Beautiful.
3: So we'll just quickly go over the, the, the semifinal matchups. So, the quarterfinal matchups that will be featured on the blog, and then obviously we'll have semi finals and the finals matchup. We have Yari Rodriguez versus Ryan Bader, Nate Diaz versus Carla Esparza, Kamura Usman versus Matt Serra, and Tony Ferguson versus Robert Whitaker. Um, And there's some good matchups there and some good matches I can foresee further down the
2: line as well. So Can't wait to read that write-up stat, man. My early money is on Nate Diaz and Bisping for Fight of the Night. Uh, We'll see how the viewers think.
3: (laughs) I'm going to do an alternate edit uh, of the article where Michael Bisping's included. And I'm just going to send it through to Stoney. Uh, It'll just be for Stoney. He can frame it. He can pop it on his wall. Boys, that's This Week on Nets.
1: Boys, let's jump into our picks. Statman, you'll see on ESPN 30, I think we're starting with.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So we're starting in the bannerweight division uh, with the ultimate fighter, Volk versus Ortega bout between Ricky Tercius and Brady Heastand. Both Ricky Tercius and Brady Heastand come into this tough battle riding just a one-fight win streak. But this is surprisingly not all that uncommon for tough winners. In fact, Matt Serra, Nate Diaz, Colton Smith, and Jesse Taylor all won their ultimate fighter with their last professional bout being a loss, while Mac Danzig, Roy Nelson, and Julianna Pena actually won their seasons on the back of two straight losses. Um, so not that uncommon. DL, take your spot, my friend. I like Let's it. Go.
1: Even with Statman's stat there, he stand is my pick for this one. Decent amateur career, only one loss. Decent pro career, only one loss. And like Statman said, they are recent drops. But loved him on the show when they did the family cross and family call. Um, the first thing his brother asked is, has he rolled with Craig Jones yet? And they were fanboying over it. It was a really cool <laughs> moment on Tough, And I actually really enjoyed that part. So uh, not not that reason why I'm taking him. He's actually been really, really good on the show, really dis- discipline. His fight was fantastic and I think he will get this done. Uh, it's going to be a good, a really, really good battle, but I think he will get it done.
2: Yeah, spot on DL. Going to be intriguing. So I got a black belt in karate against a black belt in Taekwondo. So that's uh, taekwondo. always an intriguing matchup. I'm going to go uh, the lad who's got almost double the experience uh, fighting our team alpha male. So a good crew behind him. Rampaging Ricky all the way. Actually, I think he might be Ricky Hadouken. Is that his nickname? Yeah,
1: he does. The,
0: Hadouken.
1: Yeah, Ooga. a little uh, shout out to Street Ricky.
2: Fighter 2.
3: Snags, you'll go.
0: Oh, you had me at Buddy Street Fighter Boys because I'm going to go Ricky as well after that, Buddy Delicious spiel by Stoney himself. I think you'll get the win. Done. I can't take someone that doesn't have a Buddy photo on the thing. Creeps me out. <laughs> completely,
3: completely fair. Um, I'm going Brady He um, not necessarily because of his own performances, but um, Ricky Tertius was on uh, the uh, Dana White's Contender Series and got pieced up. By Boston Salmon Who pound for pound Funniest names um, <laughs> And he went on Boston Salmon went on To have a UFC contract And, and underperformed uh on the on the big show uh and have salmon did a number on ricky uh on on the dana white contender series um obviously both performed very very well on the show but i'm taking brady Heastan. i think that he's got more of a based on the the last neds chat we just had more of an upside a career upside to him um starting younger um he's he's he to make a, a, some waves in the ufc Moving on to the middleweight bout for the ultimate fighter, Volk versus Ortega, we have Brian Battle versus Gilbert Urbina. Great stuff. Great stuff. With Team Ortega's Trezian Gore pulling out due to injury and Volkanovski, Gilbert Urbina stepping in, all four fighters vying for contention for the Ultimate Fighter champion will be Team Volkanovski representatives. While lots of single championship seasons have had the winner and runner up coming from the same teams, all four competitors coming from the one team has only happened twice before. Team Edgar from the Ultimate Fighter 19 and Team Canada from the Ultimate Fighter Nations, Canada versus Australia, DL.
1: I loved, I loved the running commentary around the tough series at the start. The first four fights were all filmed at the first week and all were Ortega winners. Obviously, they knew what had transpired since then and Ortega kept up that attitude around, you know, you're nothing and your fighters are getting flogged and then Volcanossi's team just ran all the way through them, which was really cool. It's actually cool to see four of those fighters. I, I am taking Brian Battle in this, but if this was the original – I would have taken Gore. Yeah. Um. He is he is UFC ready, and I think I did read an article saying that Dana White promised him a contract. Correct. Yeah. Regardless. So, uh, but I'm gonna take bat on this. I think Brian Battle. I think his nickname's Pooh Bear. Uh- yeah, it is.
3: Which, with, with, a, with a last name like Battle.
1: Yeah, it could have opened Middle the world up for things. God of
3: Pooh. or the Lord of Battle. Come on, it just writes itself. Pooh Bear. <laughs> he gets a,
2: he'll get it. He'll get a UFC contract, and uh, I think someone will help him out with his name. Maybe now, battle. Uh, Gilbert. I think he's got a bit of a questionable chin. Uh, even in his last one, he seemed to get a bit wobbled yep. by a jab. I think Ryan Battle's going to bring a lot more volume, be a lot more technical, and if it does go to the ground, he's got a few sub wins mm. as well. So I'm going to take Brian, Lord of the Battle, for this one.
0: <laughs> Lord of the Battle. I like that. Okay, I'm gonna go Battle of the Poos, boys. I'm gonna go Brian Battle. Uh, triple B as I like to call him. And uh, wait, no, that's a P, not a B. B-P-B, <laughs> as I like to call him B-p-b-b. Brian battle. B-b-b. Yep. Yep, that's BBB, B, B-b-b-b. Battle for snacks.
3: Uh, I am the exact same as DL. Um Gore is probably the fighter I was most mm. excited for coming out of this series and and for him to pull out of the finale due to injury is really really upsetting very very excited to see him very young competitor three and oh um heading into the ufc hopefully gets a um experience appropriate opponent so they can build him nicely but with this and and starting hit the nail on the head urbina's chin uh Mm. probably the biggest question mark heading into this bout did just get knocked out by treason gore as well um i see brian battle taking this without too much fuss BB across the
0: board. Be, be, be. Buh, be, be, oh.
3: Heading into the UFC on ESPN 30 main event, we have a featherweight bout between Edson Barboza and Giga Chikadze. Edson Barboza has had a bit of a rough run with the judges recently. Following his KO loss to Justin Gaethje. Barbosa took on and seemingly defeated a game Paul Felder. The the judges would award the decision to Felder. My favorite website MMA decisions had it going 13 to five for Barbosa and then dropped down to featherweight. Barbosa fought Dan Ige and once more impressed. However, the judges once more saw the fight differently and it awarded the fight to Ige. Um, In this one, 16 of the 18 media representatives scored the fight for Barbosa. Based on purported contracts, Barbosa allegedly is on a 90 and 90 contract, meaning that these two judging decisions cost Barbosa $180,000 in under 12 months. Damn. Uh, and I wonder if some fighters should start to push for a bigger slice of the show money rather than getting... the. the I can't imagine fighting where 50% of my pay is potentially at the behest of three judges who may or not be watching my fight very closely. Split decisions split decisions, and robbery should piss off literally everyone, and that's my piece on that. DL, your pick for this fight.
1: What I learned from last episode was Statman said to the listeners, always take the Georgian. Did you yep. say that? the Georgian. Always take the Georgian. I think we need to finish on this one too. So We do. We absolutely do. Taking the
2: Georgian, I'm taking
1: him round three, and I'm taking it by TKO, boys.
2: Yeah, it's really uh, the battle of the kicks. So I think we've got, um, yeah, we, we've got Gigay, who's got a very good body kick. We've got Edson, who has probably the advantage, or not probably, the definitive advantage with the, the leg kicks and has some sneaky highlight reel head kicks as well. Uh, had, yeah, his record doesn't look good, uh, going five and one over over a period, but... You look at the, the guys he went down to, Khabib, Kevin Lee, Justin Gaethje, Paul Felder, Dan Ige, all really good fighters. And then you factor in what Statman said again, that a couple of them were, were dubious uh, split decisions and in the meantime got a win over Dan Hooker. Uh, things aren't looking as bad as what the record might suggest for Edson Barbosa. So whilst I think I think. The Georgian is going to rely a lot on pressure, uh, DL. He's going to, he sees that Edson doesn't like it when fighters come forward and, and close the space, so I think we're going to see a lot of pressure in that respect, but I am predicting that Edson Barbosa gets it done with a decision that goes his way.
0: Look, I'm going to go Edson Barbosa because I just don't want to try to pronounce the other guy's name because uh, <laughs> it seems really... Chickadaisy? Chickadaisy. Chikadze. Chickadaisy. Chikadze. Chickadaisy. Giga Chikadze giga Shikate. actually i'm going to go Shakate because it makes me feel good when i say it. going to go and buy decision boys we've
3: kind of really we've hit the nail on the head with the predictions so far i Thank think edson I Barboza, uh, this is either going to be like an edson barbosa versus dean hooker straight up kickboxing clinic from edson barbosa or it is going to be similar to edson barbosa versus justin gaethje where the pressure was far too much i went on a highlight reel watch of chikadze this afternoon and the man is everything that edson barbosa was five six years ago his liver kick the giga kick is terrifying he's shut down so many fighters in professional kickboxing bouts as many fighters as edson barbosa has stopped with leg kicks uh chikadze has stopped with liver kicks it's absolutely brutal as well um i think If there's anyone who can match Edson Barbosa's speed and power when it comes to kick, it's Giga Chikadze. Uh, And this fight is the pure stand-up banger that we have all desperately wanted. I'm taking Giga Chikadze. This is gonna be the closest thing to a a glory kickboxing bout held inside the UFC octagon that we've ever had before. Um, I'm taking Chikadze by second round KO. Um, Ed Zimbabwe's chin is not necessarily the strongest material in the world. Uh, He can normally rely on his speed and his movement to get out of the way of those power punches, but Chikadze has the speed and the power to hit. So Chikadze by round two KO for me. And then we look ahead to UFC on ESPN plus 49. We're just going to have a look at the main event for this one which is a middleweight contender's bout between Derek Brunson and Darren Till. When Derek Brunson made his UFC debut, he was 10-2. He made it December of 2012, before Darren Till had even had his very first pro fight. Till would debut in February of 2013, and by the end of that year, had already amassed a record of 8-0 with 7 finishes.
2: Really simple one for me, boys. Darren Till is due. Take care of round two.
0: Oh, look at that.
2: Yeah, look, Derek Brunson, he, he's surprisingly on a, on a bit of a streak, which he always strikes me as being someone who wins one and loses one, but that's not the case. He's uh, four or five in a row, which is boding well for Derek Brunson. Surely, Darren Till, if he's anything like we thought he was going to be, he gets this one done. The question is, did we just all supremely overrate Darren Till uh, coming in? to the UFC. Dana White's admitted that they probably pushed him a little too fast and gave him uh, people that they thought he would stand up better against. Inevitably he did not. Uh, Masvidal being a big one that stands out. Oh, Jesus. Look, boys, I am going to go with Darren Till, but very, very tentatively here. I would not be surprised if Derek Brunson grinds out a decision, but I'm going to hope that the scouser, Darren Till, comes through with the victory in this one. Uh, and I'm going to go around two
0: TKO as well. Okay. Snag is going to get a little bit different. I'm going to go still Darren Till, but I'm going to go round three TKO. And then i have you talk shit to him after he beats him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, you mentioned the Scouser, Stoney. We should shout out that this is the card that um, our boy Paddy Pimblett oh. will be making his UFC debut on as well.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Um
3: I predict Paddy Pimblett to
2: take that fight. Um, We're well, like not predicting will... Paddy Pimblett. No, I, I reckon Paddy
0: Pimblett will take that fight. Uh, I no, said.
2: I'm looking at DL <laughs> in disbelief that we've omitted the great man from our. Oh, Yeah, agree Comes on the podcast
0: that. when um, Paddy Pimblett for snags. <laughs> 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 but go round one.
3: Here is here is the rub. I do I do genuinely believe that we that he will be the only scouser who gets a win. And to answer Stoney's question, did we overestimate Darren Till's ability? I I, I do think we did. I think that I think that Darren Till is a talented kickboxer. I think that he is a talented MMA competitor. Um, but upper echelons of the welterweight or middleweight division, I I just don't see it. And I just don't see it from his performances um, since his Tyrone Woodley. Destruction. Um, I just don't see him as a upper class um, UFC competitor. Uh, I love the man. I love he. I love the his work on the mic. I think Derek Brunson is probably capped out at like a number five in the middleweight division, number five through eight. But I think that should be more than enough to handle Darren Till. I'm taking Derek Brunson by decision in this one. Um, I I want to be proved wrong. This is one of those ones where I'm kind of. Hedging my bets, I want to be proved wrong. I like Darren Till as a competitor, so if Darren Till gets up, I'm not going to be too sad that I lost a
0: pick in this it's one. You every time picks up. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're not picking Paddy Pimblett. Show you know I've just, just
3: had a look at the
1: card. It's actually a decent card too. Yeah, yeah, oh, it is. There's, a, there's decent, a bunch of good shit points. on there. Apologies, get but, uh, on. we'll give pa- we'll give Patty we'll give Patty some love on the social. Uh, absolutely, <clears> we, we all too <clears> will <won't. throat> Sorry, but mate, we, we mentioned him anyway. So Paddy Pimblett. Yeah, mm. ticker go round one, Patty round the room, Patty Pimlet for me. Paddy Pimblett for me. I really like
2: Paddy Pimblett, but <laughs> <laughs> you got Luigi Vanderamini. He's been kicked off all these socials, Paddy. What's going on there? Oh, I don't know. What's Too going outspoken on, for the uh, for the woke people of today. <laughs> yeah, so right. we'll see what happens. Let's go, Paddy. All
1: right, boys, let's jump into Punters Club to finish off the podcast. <laughs> Alright boys, four legs, let's get some winners today Our boys haven't had a win for a little while we have um, not. It is time for some wins boys So what I might do, I might kick it off Now no more $10 investors All the cash is on the podcast move We're going to start spending some of the pot So it's probably, probably a smart idea See if we can get a bit of a return I think that's our problem We're not reinvesting
0: You reckon? I just think we're not winning Well that's, that's true <laughs> 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 one or the other.
3: Could be one or the other,
1: yeah. One or the other. Alright. So, and I'm gonna go Statman's route here too. I'm gonna go back to our roots. I'm actually gonna take one of the fights that we talked about. today. So I'm gonna take Brian Battle at a dollar sixty boys. Lock me in. Leg two, Statman.
3: Uh perfect. So I'm I'm also heading to the UFC, as is my gem. I'm gonna go. As is Abura. your
2: gem, you haven't picked a winner in a fucking decade <laughs> No, as as my, my UFC picks normally get up How
3: dare you, how dare you <laughs> I'll slap, didn't. I'll, I'll slap hey. you um, <laughs> oh. You're my cornerman. man <laughs> I've got my, some, Have you seen Clay to fight, he gets slapped by his cornerman all the time <laughs> um, I've got a short odds and I've got a long odds, boys Ooh. How are we feeling? I reckon <laughs> both <laughs> so, so I don't know was <laughs> <Who is> it? <laughs> Uh, I could take Sam Alvey over Wellington Terman oh, at two dollars okay. twenty six, or I could take Mahmoud Muradov at a dollar twenty over Gerald Mishart.
0: Both sound like great bets to me. Mahmoud up. Yeah, you're gonna take
3: one thousand dollars Gerald
1: Meeshart's four dollars twenty.
3: Yeah. Mahmoud Muradov is one billion percent getting up. So um Who's one billion
2: the four dollar man?
3: No, no, Mahmoud Muradov at a dollar twenty yeah. is gonna get up. Um over Gerald Mearshard. Um but Sam Alvey, man, I just don't, I just don't like betting on him because he, he's, uh, he ekes out. He's a split decision fighter. He ekes out close fights. You know, but he's paying, two, <laughs> he's paying two dollars <laughs> twenty six against Wellington Turman, who is not a good fighter. Um, Mate, what <laughs> you <Stuart>. really think. <laughs> <laughs> am I too nice? Snags or am no, I too? That was too Going
0: deep. deep. That was good. I like it.
3: Um, I'm going to go Mahmoud Muradov. We need a win. I'm going taking Mahmoud
2: Muradov at a dollar twenty. All right, cool. No, very, very astute selection. Well done. Uh, stats. <laughs> 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 Look, I'm going to the world of APL. Uh, Man City will beat Arsenal because Arsenal are just horrendous and shouldn't even be considered a top six team these Ooh. days. DL. So Man City Ooh. only a dollar twenty two, I believe. But that is just easy money topping up our uh, our account and and Statman and. Snags will do all the heavy lifting to get the value up and I'll just put that Stat one Man in the past.
1: Man City's
0: a dollar twenty-five.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I am just going the short thing. Um, okay. Statman's got a thing
0: as well. Not much. Do uh, the boys need a bit of flavor, do they? Hang on. No.
2: <laughs> if we do need flavour, let's go back to Statman. Because no Sam Alvey's a, a good good pick. Just to give you some insights of how <laughs> how multi is currently
1: at $2.48. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get, get rid of no, Macklewood, Muradog.
3: Chuckie Sam no, Alvy. Chuck no, and Sam no, Alvey. that's no, no, locked in. No, in.
1: Watch Snakes coming with like an $11 mm. ruffie. I reckon, I reckon he needs to go to
0: NRL. I think he needs to deliver something. Oh, though. I'm going to go where I do my best work. You know that. That's for sure. Okay, boys. Oh, the you rabbits
1: need... are so short. Are you not going to? No,
0: no. No, I've got a doozy for us. Mm, okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to take a team that has not had the best season so far. But last week, <laughs> had a great week. Got another victory. The Milth was back onto his game. Boys, I'm going to take the Broncos. They've uh, had a pretty
3: rough run so far this
0: season. No, they won last week, so it's not rough in my books. Oh, you are only counting them on their last win, um, Statman. Uh, 1 to 12, I'm going to take them. I think it's paying $3.75. All
1: right, boys, I'll put it on... One to 3 dollars seventy-five, in the Neds app. What I'm going to do is going to price boost it as well. I'm going to get us ten dollars twenty-one. No, right. not too Let's bad. Go. So returning a hundred and two dollars and ten cents, boys. That is on. And remember, please gamble responsibly.
3: I feel did right you time. stick with Markwood, or did you change it to Sam Alby? Nah, Markman. Sweet, good, 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 good.
0: good I feel good. nervous now.
3: <laughs> yeah, the Broncos. The, the, that's a that's a it's an interesting one. Go to the Bronx.
1: Let's yeah, do it. Good. let's do yeah, it. All right, boys, that rounds out episode 57. If you like what we're doing, please like, share, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Boys, if you haven't already, check out runabackpodcast.store. You can check out our blogs there and also jump onto neds.com.au to check it out as well. That's us for episode 57, boys. I'm producer DL. I am Sugar snacks I'm the Setman. My name is Stony, And we'll run it back with you all on the next Runner back podcast.
0: Pew,
3: pew. Oh, beep, oh, beep, the lasers beep, beep, are back beep,
0: Morse code oh.
3: it's so stagged that we got the, the rights to the Pink Panther music <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was hey Boys I'm just trying to bloody save a <laughs> no lawsuit over here yeah. Jesus Christ I
3: don't load them up into YouTube anymore What episode yeah. are we up to 57 After the YouTube yeah. cut us off halfway through what the fucking live stream doing it. <laughs> so, can, can you guys read that?